0: Go to Acts, please, the, uh, looking at scripture that we've looked at for some weeks now in this series. Acts 20 is where we're going. We've been talking about faithful to finish, faithful to finish, and um, we ask the question, is it too early to be thinking about finishing up? Finish and what, brother Key? This life. This life. They tell us that every second, almost the numbers work out, two people die somewhere across the planet. Every second, two people uh, leave here. The Scripture uses the word depart. They didn't cease to exist. People you know, you can believe all kind of stuff if you're not a believer in the word, but the scripture tells us what happens. The spirit leaves the body just like a hand comes out of a glove. Well, when the hand comes out of the glove, the glove has no life in it apart from the hand. It's just going to lay there. And so um, it's not accurate and correct to go out to the cemetery and try to talk to people that have passed on. They're not there. I said they're not there. It's an empty shell. And they did not cease to exist. If they were saved, they went up and departed to be with the Lord, which the scripture said is far better than being here. Not everyone who dies goes to heaven. To hear people talk, you would think they do. But it's simply not what the Bible teaches. If you don't want God, there's only one other group to be a part of. If you don't want to be with God and his people, if you don't believe in him, then you don't go up when you die. You go down. And that's, people don't like to hear that, but you either believe the Bible or you don't. How many are glad you are a believer and your name is in the Lamb's book of life? And it don't take long to die now. I mean, if your heart stopped beating right now, boom. I mean, in seconds, you're out of here. That body falls over, and your spirit comes right out of there. And one of these days, the Lord tells is coming, you're gonna leave here. How much longer till you do? You might say, well, it'll be a long time. It's not guaranteed. And if you're going to walk with him, he'll give you a long life. But even that, I mean, if you live a hundred plus years, it's the blink of an eye, right? So this life is very, very brief, very short. And should we already be thinking about finishing it up? You should be. If you're wise, you're going to be thinking about what am I here for? And what is God's plan and placement and will for my life? Am I doing it? I want to finish what I'm supposed to do before I get out of here. You can get caught up with all the stuff in this life and not do that. But if you're smart, if you're wise, if we are, we will focus on his plan. In Acts 20 and 22, Acts 20, 22, Paul said, By the Spirit, behold, I go bound in the Spirit, to Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save or accept that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me or are waiting on me there. but none of these things move me. neither count I my life dear to myself so that I might what finish my course, With joy. Now the joy of the Lord is your strength. So finishing your course with joy. Is finishing strong. Hallelujah. Not going out with a whimper. Going out with a shout. Finishing well. Finishing strong. So he said. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. My, My main thing is not saving my life. And living my life. My thing is finishing my course. That's why I'm alive. That's why I exist. It's not about can I squeeze out another year down here. Can I. No. no. It's am I doing what I was made to do. And am I going to finish it. Go to 2 Timothy if you would. The fourth chapter. 2 Timothy 4. And I'm reading this out of the complete Jewish if we have that one, I'm not sure if we do or not. If we do, you can put it up. Otherwise, I'll just read it. The CJB, Complete Jewish Bible. Second Timothy 4.1. He said, I solemnly charge you before God and the Messiah, Yeshua, who will judge the living and dead when he appears and establishes his kingdom, proclaim the word, be on hand, whether the time seems right or not. King James says in season, out of season. Convict, censure, exhort with unfailing patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not have patience for sound teaching. Boy, we're definitely in an impatient generation now, aren't we? <laughs> Somebody's telling me the other day that they, on these uh, web page and, and sites and stuff, they have found out that if somebody doesn't see something they like, within about 10 seconds... Then they look for something else. Now that's short patience. Said, uh, verse 5 But you remain steady in every situation. Everybody say, stay steady. This version says, remain steady. Stay steady in every situation. Endure suffering. Do the work that a, a proclaimer of the good news should. Do everything. Your service to God requires. Does that sound like finishing your course? Do everything your service to God requires. Now, believers are not supposed to just come to church, sit, listen, and leave. Every believer is supposed to render some kind of service to the church. That's one of the reasons we have all the teams that we have. We've got parking lot team. We've got children's team, praise team, clean team, flower team, visitation team, transportation team, hospitality team, food team, on and on and on. Why? Because there's all these things that need to be done and there's all these believers who need to be rendering service. Now I realize that there's a whole lot of people don't even go to church. And in a lot of them that do, they never do anything except show up, listen, leave. That's not service. That's you being serviced. That's you being fed. That's you being ministered to. And all these people ministered to you. They cleaned the place before you came. They met you. They did all the things that need to be done and the music people and the singers ministered to you and all of these things, but you will not be satisfied and I won't be satisfied unless we are using the graces, the things we have, our time, our strength, our talents and our treasure to be rendering some kind of service that's ministering to God's people and something that's helping get the good news out. Reaching the unsaved. Y'all with me church? Yeah. If you're not doing that somehow. You are dissatisfied. I don't even have to talk to you. <laughs> if you're not doing that somehow. You are unfulfilled. You are dissatisfied. And probably bored a lot of the time. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. The Lord is building His church. Yes, He is. And there are thousands of things that need to be done to make that happen. My part is speaking. I have a speaking grace. But that's not most of the body. Most of the body is not speaking. Now, everybody's supposed to be a witness and be ready to share one on one what God's done for you yes, right. but you don't have to preach and you don't have to you know do the things that we do but everybody is supposed to be doing something notice what he said do everything that your uh, your service to God requires said out loud do everything your service, your service to God requires verse 6 he said as for me I'm ready, uh, already being poured out on the altar. The time for my departure has arrived. He knew I'm there. What does that mean? Within days or weeks or whatever of leaving this life, leaving this world. And prayers get previews. If you walk rel- you know, at least reasonably close with God and pray and commune with him, you'll know when you're getting close to time to leave it. Now, sadly, a lot of people leave early. They leave before they should have gone. And we won't get into all that, but if you walk with him, then you'll be kept, you'll be protected, You need to be healed, you'll be healed until you finish your course. Run your race. And that's what he said. He said, the time of my departure has arrived. Verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And what awaits me now is the crown of righteousness. Not to me only, but all those that long for him to appear. Now, the uh, in the original languages, the, the Hebrew and Greek and those older languages, the construction's different from ours. Like... The English would say, I have fought the good fight. Well, the construction on the older language is, it starts out with the subject. The good fight, I have fought. That's how it's worded. And it's actually, you want to say it's backwards, but we're the ones that came later and changed it. So, but I kind of like that, don't you? So really what he said, the good fight, I have fought. The race I have finished. The faith I have kept. I like saying it like that. Don't you? Don't you like saying it like that? It actually works real good because without starting out about what you did and we don't even know what you're talking about yet, I have fought okay, okay, okay. The fight. All right. No, you tell us the fight okay now we know what you're talking about. What'd you do? I fought it. The race, I ran it. I finished it. And the faith, I've kept it. Why would you need to say that? Because not everybody does. Go with me, if you would, to First Timothy, the fourth chapter, First Timothy 4 and verse 1. The faith, he said, I have kept. This scripture says the Spirit speaks expressly, very specifically and pointedly, and clearly, that in the latter times how many would think we, we must be in that? This is long time after this. So in the latter times, some shall what? Depart from the faith. How many understand you couldn't depart from Branson? And you've never been in Branson. <laughs> if you say, well, I, I departed Branson on Wednesday, and they say, Well, what were you doing there? Oh, I wasn't there. <laughs> well, then you didn't depart from Branson. You got to be in Branson to leave Branson. Depart means leave. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, what does this mean? These people were in the faith. And left it. These are not people that never knew God. These are not people who are never born again. The Spirit speaks expressly in the latter times. Some will do what? Depart from the faith. We would say leave. Or you could even say forsake. Leave the faith. Forsake the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits. And doctrines, that were devil's word for demons, teachings of demons. You got to watch what you listen to. And you got to watch who you hang around. Not everything that's called Bible teaching is right. Even if they use some scriptures. That's what's tricky about it. Do you remember that the enemy quoted scripture? When he was trying to deceive and tempt Jesus. And he quoted the scripture correctly. But he tried to apply it in a wrong way. And so it's not just that somebody's quoting a verse. What spirit are they of? Very important. And the the, the wonderful thing is. If you're born again. You've got the Holy Spirit. Inside you. And if you'll pay attention to him, you will recognize the same spirit in others. And you'll recognize when he's not there either. Even though it's something intellectual, even maybe intriguing, that doesn't make it God. And so he said people would be listening to the wrong things and they would leave the faith. Look in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2. This is New Testament. This is something that has been prophesied and foretold. And you can certainly see it. There's always been some of this. Ever since the beginning days of the church in the book of Acts. But he specifically says in the latter times. You're going to see even more of it. What is that? People that came in that got saved, that were stirred up, and then got cold and just left and quit praying and quit reading their Bible and quit going to church and left the faith. What did Paul say? I have kept the faith. What they do? They departed from the faith. You, you can begin to see why he made that statement. You, you'll see this. Phyllis and I now have been in the ministry over 40 years. And um, it's one of the saddest things we've seen. Is that there were people we went to Bible school with. Back in the 80s. Early 80s. You know 81 and 2 and 3 and all like that. That were just. I mean you talk about fired up about the things of God and, and, and 10, 15, 20 years later not even been in the ministry anymore, don't believe it anymore. Some people preach against what they used to preach for. They departed. They left it. And what church that's been around any length of time could you find that hasn't had some of the same thing people coming got stirred up, where are they now? Hadn't seen them in years. Now, if they went on and did greater things for God, if they're in another church and they're stirred up even more, well, okay, go get them. But that ain't the case. Again and again, they're not going to church anywhere. They're not doing anything for God. So that can't be God. Somebody's missing it big time. They departed from the faith. They left it. Here he said in Second Thessalonians 2 and 3. He said, Let no man deceive you by any means. Did you know there are numerous exhortations in the Scripture not to let anybody deceive you? That must be a danger. Or you wouldn't keep hearing it over. Jesus said it repeatedly. And the Spirit of God, through apostles and prophets, said it repeatedly, don't be deceived. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't be taken in. In other words, don't don't believe something that's not true. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Now, this word falling away is the word for forsaking, and apostasy, the, the BBE, the basic English says, give no belief to false words, verse 3, there will first be a falling away from the faith and the revelation of the man of sin, the son of destruction. Those things happen later. And so sadly, we've seen some of that. And you've got to be prepared to see more of it. But you can't control other people. Is this New Testament? Should we read it and think about it and talk about it? Why am I talking about it? Because I want you. To keep the faith. Hallelujah. And and that's a. We're still talking about finishing your course. How are you going to finish your course for God. And you don't keep the faith. A big part. Of you finishing your course. Is just not quitting. Yeah. Just just keep showing up. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Just just keep on getting up, opening your eyes, and saying, God, I believe in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Keep opening your Bible and reading your chapter and yeah. yes, keep praying and praying in the spirit. And Coming to church, coming to meetings, hanging out with fellow believers, volunteering for things, giving, be in, not out, not half in, half out, not undecided, not wondering about it, not every other week talking about, I just don't know if I can keep on with this. I've had preachers tell me, you know, I just, I'm just i thinking about quitting. Somebody says, you know, haven't you ever been tempted to quit? Never. Never. You know why? I won't entertain it. I, I could get just as discouraged as anybody, anytime, anywhere, but the Lord's helped me to see anything that would try to distract me, I shut it down. I slam it down. I say no. God has done too much for Keithy boy. God brought me out of obscurity and poverty and ignorance. And let me rub shoulders with his generals and his people. Let me have a place and an opportunity to handle his holy word he put his holy anointing on me. Yeah. He's given me in the church and the ministry. Everything we ever asked for. What are you talking about? Yeah. Where would I go? You know of a better deal than this? Yeah. Ain't no better deal. That's right. That's right. And there's something to be said for loyalty. Yes, sir. So the text is saying. You dance with the one that brung him. What does that mean? Whoever brought you to the the soiree, the party, you danced with them. Huh? <laughs> what does that mean? You don't forget the elders and the people and the men and women of God that got you started, that brought you the gospel, that put up with your junk as babies and helped get you through. You, you don't forget The people that were there and prayed with you and believed with you when you needed something, stood with you, even believed in you and didn't write you off when other people did you, you don't forget that. You don't forget that. And you know who's done that more than anybody? God. God. And such ludicrous thinking is that because people let you down, you're going to quit God. And that's what you see over and over again. Somebody let somebody down. Somebody betrayed them or just had no more use for them or quit them or whatever. A fellow believer or even a minister or a loved one or a spouse or whatever. And so they just quit going to church. They just quit uh, praying. They just quit reading their Bible. God didn't let you down. He didn't fail you. Just because a human did, you're going to quit God. That means you really are dumber than you look. <laughs> Somebody say not me. Not, yeah. not me by the grace of God. Uh-huh. I got enough sense to know. Yeah. That even if people messed up. Yes. God didn't mess That's up. Right. He yeah. said I will never leave you. Right. I will never forsake That's you. Right. That's, right. That's true. That's right. That's real. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Revelation and get ready to get to be stirred up. Stirring up to what end? So that you never quit God. Get to the end where you realize, like Paul, I'm about to be out of this life. I'm about to leave here. I'm about to be done with this thing. And you can say, I've fought a good fight. Hallelujah. I've finished my race, and my course. And the faith, I have kept. I didn't turn loose of it. I held on to it. What you will see in the book of Revelation is uh, exhortations from the head of the church, Jesus, by his angel, to the seven churches that were in what we call Asia. And it was... uh, You know, he commended them in some of these verses. He corrected them in some of these verses. But the reason we have this today is because his words to the churches are the same. They never change. Some people have tried to divide these up and, and, and make them into different ages and what have you. But actually the scripture didn't say that. There were seven churches there. They all existed at the same time. And we're still, you know, it was the church at Laodicea, the church at Philadelphia. Well, this is the church at Branson. And there's the church at Sarasota. There's all the churches, all the different places. And the head of the church still walks through the midst. Hallelujah. Of the candles and the churches. And he still has given gifts to men. And these ministry gifts, and none of that's changed. This is going on the same. But I want you to notice, in particular, where he would say, "To him that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches," because that is still alive and pertinent to us today, just as much as it was when he said it. In Revelation, the uh, the second chapter, we're going. It's about. Seven of these, of course, to the seven churches, and then there's another one or so after that. Because what you find is, what the scripture said, is that um, the one that's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when he said, when Paul said, I have uh, fought a good fight, what fight? The good fight of faith. I have finished my race. What kind of race? It's a faith race. And I have kept the faith. faith. Well, 1 John says, what's the victory that overcomes the world? It's our faith. The reason you won't, if you finish your course and do what you're put to do down here, it won't be because you had no challenges It won't be because you had no obstacles or no issues in this world, in this life, with your flesh and all you don't know. Oh yeah, there will be multiple issues, multiple opportunities to give up, to quit, to be offended, to be weary, to be disillusioned. Grow discouraged and weak. And quit. But if you don't do that. The only other thing you can do. To keep going ahead. You got to overcome. What is in your way. You got to overcome. The mistake. The problem. The past. You got to overcome. Your confusion. The depression you've yielded to. You got to overcome. Overcome. Other people letting you down. Not being there for you. Heartbreak. Soul hurt. You got to. Somebody say overcome. 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 If you're going to make it all the way. To where you can say. I finished my race. I've kept the faith. What would we know. Without ever having met you. You an overcomer. You overcame that. And then you overcame that. And then you overcame that. And then that something bigger hit you than you'd ever thought you would had to deal with. But you trusted God and believed greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And you overcame that too. And you kept on overcoming until one day you looked up and it was time to leave here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this thing about, you know. People without even saying it, they have this idea that if there's any kind of challenges or difficulties, I don't understand it. I'm a faith person. You know, well, what do you think? It's just smooth sailing and and the enemy's just going to stand by and let you do all the will of God, not even try to interfere or cause you a problem? No, that's wishful thinking. That's living in a fantasy world. You got an enemy. He's got a bunch of wrong spirits that he can assign to cause you problems. And if he can't get through to you, he'll try to work on people close to you. And if he can't get to them, he'll try to work on people close to them. Or people you have to do business with. Or people you work for. Or customers. Or the list goes on and on and on. But there's not a day they don't show up to work. You say, well, I'm taking the month off. He's not. What do you mean? He is going to be some kind of conniving, sneaking, deceptive thing to rob you, steal from you, destroy something in your life, kill something in you or around you every day. Makes you dislike him, don't it? But bigger is he, greater is he, smarter is he stronger is he that's in you yeah. than he that's in the world but you've got to yield to that strength if you just lay down and quit the Holy Spirit's not going to pick you up and force you to do anything you've got to give him something to help something to bless something to work with yeah. I want you to say it out loud I'm born of God I'm, of God. I'm, an, overcomer. I'm an overcomer not a quitter I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. You need to remind you every time something jumps up in your life that ought to come out of your mouth. Well, I'm an overcomer. Yeah, but we got this. Yeah, but I'm an overcomer. That's who I am. That's what I am. That's my spiritual makeup. My spiritual DNA. It's what I am to my core. The scripture says so. First John says if you're born of God. Have you been born again? Yeah. Then you're born of God. Yeah. And it says if you're born of God. You are an overcomer. Yeah. That's what you are. And there is a list. This long. Of good things that happen. To overcomers. And you read about it, especially in these two chapters right here. Yeah. So do you want to know what happens? Yes. Have you read the list of good things that happen for the quitters? No. That's because it's not there. <laughs> uh-uh. These things don't happen for quitters. They happen for overcomers. Are you ready? Yep. Revelation 2, 7. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. me. And every time we read that phrase, without me having to say it, I want to hear that. I want to see a hand go up, and I want you to say, that's me. To him that overcomes, I will give to eat of the tree of the tree. Of life. You know what happens when you eat of the tree of life? You live forever. You never die. Which is in the midst of the paradise of God. That means you have to be in paradise to have access to the tree. Somebody say, That's me. I'm an overcomer. I will get to see paradise. I will get to eat eat. of the tree of life life. and and live forever. Verse 10, verse 10, he said, Fear none of the things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil will cast some of you into prison. You'll be tried and you'll have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That includes the church at Branson and the church at Sarasota. He that overcomes (laughs) (laughs) shall not be hurt of the second death. The second death is eternal death. It's appointed unto man... To die one time. If The Lord tears his coming. You and I will live out our life. And our spirit will leave our body. But when you know the Lord. The scripture said. He said if you believe on me. You'll never die. And you won't even taste death. When you leave. You won't go through the jaws of death. You won't go through any terror. It'll probably be a few minutes before you realize your body's even dead. You'll be so enraptured. But your big angel right there with you. And talking to you about that he's taking you. You're ready to go to Bart. Be the Lord. Do you want to go the scenic route? There's some really neat stuff you should see in the Milky Way. Do you want to go by there? On the way. (laughs) It's going to be amazing beyond anything we have thought or asked. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. When you breathe your last, you leave here, you've done all the dying you will ever do throughout eternity. And when all those things begin to transpire and the white throne judgment and, and all of that, that has nothing to do with you. You're saved. Names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Verse 17. Verse 17, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. I'll give him a white stone, in the stone a new name written, which no man knows except he that receives it. Secret secret handshake, uh uh-uh. uh. Secret name. Secrets. What kind of secrets are we talking about? Secrets only God knows. Type of thing. You talk about being in the inner circle. Special name. Special stone. Eating of hidden manna. God says, I got some special manna. Reserve store. You'll get to partake of it. I'll get to partake of it. If. You don't quit. If you keep the faith. If you're an overcomer. Revelation 2.25. That which you have already. Hold fast. Till I come. And he that overcomes. And keeps my works. To the end. Say it again. Keeps my works. To the end. Now there's some. Real confusion in the body of Christ about who loves God. People can say they love God, but it doesn't mean they do. That's right. Hold your place here. Go to John, the 14th chapter. Hold your place. This is important. Because we're talking about keeping the faith. And he just got through saying, if you keep my works. Listen to John 14:15." John 14, 15, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. That's what Jesus said. So how do we know somebody loves him? Keep his commandments. Plural. In other words, what I tell you to do. The things I've told you to do. Do it. Well, what if you don't do what he told you to do? Even though you say you do, it's just not true. In in verse 21, verse 21, he said, he that has my commandments and what? Keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he loves me, he'll be loved to my father. And I love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said, well, Lord, how is it that you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said, if a man loves me, this is the third time we're seeing this in a couple of verses. If a man loved me, what will he do? What will he do? He will keep my word. What does that mean? He won't act like they're not even in the Bible. He won't throw them away. He will hold on to them. He, will, he or she will believe them and do them. That is proof positive that person loves God. Other than that, it's just empty talk. There's all kind of people that say they love God, but they don't care what he said. They even know what he said and completely ignore what he said. And it's not for us to judge anybody except ourselves. Do I love God? How do we know? Whatever he tells me to do, if I love him, That's what I'm going to do. That's the acid test. He goes on to say. Verse 23. If a man loves me. He'll keep my words. My father will love him. We'll come to him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not. What? Keeps not my sayings. And the word you heard is not mine. But the father's which has sent me. Tell me how do we know. Who loves God. You don't respect God. Any more than you do his word. That's right. Cannot be. It's what he revealed. In 1 John 2. Just put it on the screen. 1 John 2 and 3. It says hereby. We do know that we know him. 1 John 2 3. And here's how we can tell. Who actually knows God. And who doesn't know God. How do we know? We know that we know him. If We keep his commandments. He that says I know him. And keeps not his commandments. Is a liar. And the truth is not in him. So if somebody says. Well now look. I know all them scriptures are there. But I know God. And I love God. And so they just ignore the word. No they don't know God. And they don't love God. You know the psalmist said. uh, He said. "You, You thought I was such an one as yourself to individuals that were off. And there's a lot of people have recreated God in their image. And they imagine that God thinks just like them. And that them and God are like this, you know. But then they hear something in the word or they read something in the word. But, ah, oh, you know, no, that's all passed away and that's changed and that's not for us. And well, they're just proving they don't know God. And they don't love God. That's right. If you love God, you love his words. Yes. Is that right? Yes. If you know God, you know something about his words. And what you do know of it, you keep it. Yes. If he says do it, you do it. Yes. If he says don't do, don't do it, you don't do it. That's, right. That's who knows God. That's who loves God. He went on to say, Whoso keeps his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. And that's how you know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself so to walk even as he walked. Well, how do we know Jesus loved the Father? He did exactly what the Father told him. Is that right? All the time. He never rebelled against the Father. He never disobeyed. He never ignored. He said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I do always those things that please him. Go back to Revelation. That's extra. No charge for that. Back to Revelation. Oh, hallelujah. Revelation 2, 26. And he that overcomes... And keeps my works. To the end. To him. I will give power over the nations. Say what? Who's going to be in charge? Over the nations? Plural? You. You. If you're not a quitter. If you're an overcomer. Who are these written to? Overcomers. He that overcomes. He will rule them with the rod of iron. (laughs) No more elections. (laughs) As the vessels of a potter. They'll be broken to shivers. Even as I received of my father. And. I will give him the morning star. I ain't never had a morning star. Who's this far? Who's this far? Everybody? No. No. Most of the world's not even a believer. Is it for everybody that goes to church? Sadly, no. It could be. But no. Because so many people just they won't fight. They won't overcome. They won't hold on to the faith. They won't hold on to serving God. They get disillusioned. They get hurt. They get offended. They quit. Somebody didn't do what they wanted them to do. We had <laughs> how many people do we have in the first days of this church that quit and left because I wouldn't do what they wanted me to do. <laughs> yeah. We won't we won't call names or talk about it. But they said, well, can't we do this? And, and I said, no, no. Can't do that. Well, we've got to at least you're going to let us do this. And I said, no. No. And so they said, well, bye. But then they had said the Lord told them to come. See, something's, there's a disconnect here somewhere. Well, he knew who was going to be here. He knew who was going to be leading. Though what they didn't know is that a week and a half before, in the floor praying, seeking God about how this church was supposed to go, the Lord got straight with me. And this is what he said. I mean, it's etched in me. He said, Keith, if you're always giving in to people, Who's leading this? I said, well, it wouldn't be me. He said, you're going to have to stand before me and give an account of how this thing was done. And so you don't need to be letting people lead you. You need to be seeking me and doing what I'm directing you to do. And so that was fresh in my mind. And then they're asking to do all these things that the Lord didn't say do. So I just kept saying, no, no. No, no, sorry, no, no. I smiled when I said it, no. (laughs) (laughs) But they left. I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you have an ear? I got an ear. Who's he talking to? No, he's talking to overcomers. Oh, uh, Oh, okay. All right. You wanna hear some more? Yeah. You talk about benefits yeah. to the overcomer. Yeah. You talk about a future. Revelation 3:5. Revelation 3:5. He that overcomes, Amen. the same will be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. That means your name's gonna be in there forevermore. I will confess his name. Before my father and before his angels. Out of all the millions. Of the redeemed. And billions. Whatever that number may be. There will come a time. When the master calls your name. Not you plus a group. Your individual name. And he's going to say they are mine. In front of the Father. Sitting on the throne. In front of the angels. And that their name. Has a permanent place. In the Lamb's book of life. And will never be removed. Will never be blotted out. Is that written to everybody? No. No. To him. a her. That overcomes. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha, Hey. Woo. Yes. Yes. 3.11. 3.11. There's a couple more of these. I mean, one of these would be worth not quitting. 3.11. The Lord said, behold, I come quickly. I'm coming soon. Hold that fast that you have. That no man take your crown. That means they could. If you listen to lies and you believe lies and you quit, you quit church and you quit God's people and you quit God, you could be robbed. Hold on fast to what you've got. Don't let anybody take your crown. Say that loud. Ain't nobody taking my crown. Verse 12, to him that overcomes, so I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. He'll go no more out. I'll write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. I'll write upon him my new name he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches this is beyond a medal or jewelry overcomers of the redeemed will be unique in the creation of God forever not an angel you're above an angel not like any humans that might ever be created thereafter or any other kind of a being you are unique And when people see you, they see the name of Jehovah God in you and on you. And they know your residency is in the New Jerusalem where God lives. Where God lives. Where God lives. lives. What's your address? Well, I I live where God lives. I stay with him. Same town as him. (laughs) Who's going to live on your street with you? Other. (laughs) Overcomers. Hallelujah. (laughs) 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 20. We're almost done. Verse 20. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. He's not going to force his way into any heart. If you don't open the door, you don't invite him in, it's not going to happen. He's not going to override your will. Verse 21 To him that overcomes You don't want to get left out of this. (laughs) To him that overcomes. Okay. All right. that's That's better. I will grant to sit with me. In my throne. Say what? Sit with. Me. Head of the church. In my throne. Even as I also overcame. Did Jesus fight the good fight? Yes. Did he finish his race? Yes. Did he finish his course? Yes. Did he keep the faith? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Is he an overcomer? Yes. Did he get some benefits yes. from having overcome, from being an overcomer? Yes. He said, peace I give you. Not like the world gives you. He said, I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And he put that same spirit of overcoming that was in him and on him in you. And on you. So it's not like you just have to work it up yourself. All you got to do is not quit. And let him help you. At every juncture. And never, ever, ever Give up and turn loose of the faith and quit. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Now that is very precise language. Where is Jesus seated? At the right hand of majesty. On high. And where are you and I going to get to sit? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beside Jesus? Yeah. Beside Jesus? Somebody says, How's he going to do that? I don't know, but I, I'm sure he's got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. In the spirit, things are different, yeah. Yeah. They don't, there's not the limitations of the physical yeah. like it is here. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then in 21, near the end of the book, you see another one. 21.6 He said, it is done. Hallelujah! Ho, ho, ho. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end. I will give to him that's a thirst of the fountain of the water of life Freely. And he that overcomes shall inherit all things that there was too much for him to go into right then. Too many things. Too far. Too numerable. Too great. Because see, we're talking about over a period of eons now. He that overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he will be my son. Mm -mm. Child of God. Is it worth overcoming some things? Is it worth enduring hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ? Is it worth? Even then you got knocked down, hurt. Getting up. I said, getting up and and brushing yourself off. And even though you were terribly disappointed, even though things just went way off from what you had hoped and thought you were believing that they would be, and even though people that you thought you would never be betrayed by, they quit. They let you down. They go crazy. They go off the rails. Tell me about you. Tell me about you. I'm an overcomer. Not in my own strength. Not in my own knowledge. But in complete dependence on the greater one inside me. All I got to do is stay hooked with him. All I got to do is just keep saying, yes, I will continue. Yes, I will get up. Yes, I will continue to believe. Yes, I will stay hooked with you. And if you'll keep taking those steps of faith, you'll find the strength will keep coming. And the answers will come. And the knowledge will come. And the help will come. And if you lost your best friend, he'll give you five that were better than them. People write you off. It's a big world. It's a big church. There's a lot going on. Just say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. Use me. Send me where you want me to go. I'll stay where you want me to stay. And life is very, very short. This is not going to last much longer. You can keep it together for a few more days. You can overcome what the enemy throws at you.